My little brother's friends have been camped out at our place for two days straight. Three. It's because of the Xfinity 10G network. Internet that can handle a house full of screens at once, with like basically no interruptions. And it's only getting faster. When I was their age, internet like this was a pipe dream. You sound like my grandpa. Please go home. Introducing the next generation 10G network, only from Xfinity. Restrictions apply. Not available in all areas. From the headquarters of the Jameson Media Complex, broadcasting from the GreenIndustryPodcast.com studios, it's the Green Industry Podcast, where Paul and his guests discuss lawn and landscape business best practices and practical strategies to maximize profits. Now, here's your host, best-selling author of Cut That Grass and Make That Cash, Paul Jameson. Hey, what's up, guys? Welcome to today's episode of the Green Industry Podcast. We're going to chat with Roger from San Antonio, Texas in person. That is right. You guys have probably heard him on the Green Industry Podcast before, multiple time guest as well. He's been a guest on the Fullerton Unfiltered Podcast. So when we do those calls, Brian's up in Novi, Michigan. I'm down in Atlanta, Georgia area. We'll just call in on the phone and do the podcast that way, but it's going to be a lot of fun today because we're actually going to chat with Roger in person down in the lobby at the Together in the Trades event and actually met up with Roger in the morning and we did a little shoulder press workout uh, at the gym bright and early, 6 a.m. Waco, Texas time. And so I was cool. That was the first time I got to meet Roger. He's uh, done coaching calls with me. He's actually hired Megan and Joey. Uh, Shout outs to them. They're actually show sponsors today. Easy segue and plug for them there. And uh, he's gotten, uh, you know, part of their Gulf Coast bookkeeping team and uh, has done the one-on-one business coaching calls with me as I help Roger get the boat close to the dock because he used to work at Costco on the forklift, you know, steady, good job. Uh, but he really had that itch to go full time into his business and, and devote, you know, the best of his time and energy into building his business and was very thoughtful of that process. And then once he made the jump, he never looked back and he's been hitting $35,000, $50,000 per month. I said that correctly, per month in uh, top line revenue. And uh, he's, you know, listen to me and he's raised his rates and uh, boosting the profits and, uh, you know, working with Megan and Joey to make sure that as he grows his business, um, that he's, you know, very, uh, careful and profitable and, and, uh, does, does it with success. And so, uh, and long story short, it's cool to get to meet Roger in person. Cause we've done, you know, video calls and, and podcasts over the phone and, uh, lots of communication via telephones and the internet and all of that, which is cool. Uh, but to get to, you know, walk into the gym this morning, it's like Roger, Paul, whoa, you know, it's like uh, when you communicate with someone for a couple of years online and then meet them in person, um, it's a cool experience. So, uh, without further ado, let's dive right into it. Here is my interview with Roger from San Antonio, Texas. Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Green Industry Podcast. A friend of the show, been on multiple times, but first time in person on the Green Industry Podcast. What's up, Roger? What's up, man? How you doing? Villabo. Via Lobos. End of the year, we got to get there, man. Oh, man. Say it one more time. Via Lobos. Angie should probably say it. Via Lobos. Dude, first shot. What the heck? He speaks Spanish, French, English, and what's the other one? Portuguese? (laughs) A little little bit. Learning them. 
learning those ones, Portuguese, you know. Nice, man. Yeah, it's fun. That's cool. Yeah, so we're picking up new listeners pretty much on, on day, you know, daily uh, that might not be familiar with your story. Uh, Roger used to work at Costco with the forklift, and we were talking about getting the boat close to the dock, leaving Costco, doing full-time in lawn care, landscaping. You've been um, tracking with Fullerton for a while, Brian's Law Maintenance, Fullerton and Filter Podcast, the Green Industry Podcast, and you made the jump. You went all in. You raised the prices. And you've been off to the races. You, you, and you can share your numbers publicly if you want. I know you've shared it private with me, but you're making big money. Yeah. I mean, we're doing good. After about four and a half months, we're already halfway through what we made total last year. So we're looking good. Um, just raising the prices and also raising the value. You know, teaching my guys, you know, you got to treat everything 100%. We're charging good money to be out here doing these jobs. Mm-hmm. So you got to treat the customer accordingly and... I was telling you earlier when we were working out, you know, I had a good customer interaction there saying, oh, please send the guys that were doing my neighbor's um, landscape enhancement to do mine because they're so nice. You know, they're so awesome to talk to. And that's what you want to hear. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We were talking about culture uh, earlier in the day with uh, Vermeer. They have like 35, 3,600 employees and just running four or five, six guys, even two guys, you know, it's like you want to create a culture, even at the Green Industry Podcast, me and Andrew, you know, kind of talk about how do we create this culture that people want to go to work, people want to be involved. So how have you found that, that you're talking, we're going to charge premium pricing, but you own the company, so you care about it. Yeah. But- they don't, I mean, how, they don't have incentive if we don't give it to them. So how do we create that culture where they're like, I want to go work in the hot sun in San Antonio and sweat all day and yeah. let's go. Like, I mean, first tough. off, like for Vermeer, um, I just bought a CTX 100. So I know they're sponsoring together in the trades and you can see that culture. Cause I know when I walk into Vermeer every single time it's spotless. And my guy that I had, John Carver at Vermeer in Selma, I mean, he drove out to my job site, brought me the contract to help get everything going. And, uh, you know, that culture of just helping and having great customer service is what you have to implement from you just yourself as a solo operator all the way up until you get to something big like that, Vermeer or Toro, something like that. Yeah. And I want to talk about Costco for a minute because I, I think you learned some good things from them. As, as yeah. a customer, I, I kind of enjoy my Costco runs. Yeah. Costco's really big into culture. Um even to the point where, you know, back in the day on your name tag, it used to say, oh, I'm meat department. Oh, I'm deli. And um, probably about five years ago, they changed it to where um, under your name, it says job number one, uh, member service. So wow. that's what their whole thing is. Member service, member service. They don't even call their customers, customers, their members because they're in the club. Wow. Um, and so that just stuck with me um, trying to have great customer service and, you know, go the extra mile You know, they would always teach us like um, when they're going through the checkout line, you know, like interact with their kids, keep their kids happy so they can get through the line and pay and little things like that add up. So in my own culture, you know, little things like that add up as far as being a boss, you know, like I try and take my guys out to lunch at least once a month. Um, The other day we we had a Whataburger. No, man, I took them to eat some good chicken sandwiches, stuff like that. But actually, we did get all the families together. We went to Chuck E. Cheese. Um, took all the kids, you know, and it was cool just to do that with the company. You know, I have kids, so family is very important to me. It's different if you're, you know, a single with no kids, then, you know, that might not be as important. But for me, my kids are why I'm out here, why I'm putting this blood, sweat, tears in this business. 
Yeah. And uh, I try and make it a fun environment and make my employees know they're appreciated just as well as my customers know that they're appreciated. And that's something kind of um, that Brian had mentioned um, I think one of his podcasts, you know, and I started implementing with my customers, like I kind of give them a little spiel at the end of our interaction. I'm like, Hey, you know, I know you can go with a lot of different landscaping companies. I appreciate your business. I appreciate you choosing us, you know, make them feel like you actually care about them, which I do. Yeah. I'd love, we have Andrew too, um, behind the scenes over there who you focus Andrew in uh, marketing, mm-hmm. branding sales. Roger was just over there. Hey, I got some feedback through my website, some inquiries I'm following up right away. So I'd love to kind of chat a little bit about marketing and keeping that funnel flowing in to keep yeah. the revenue coming. Uh, Cause you got, you got employees now that are counting on you for the hours you're yeah. building this thing. So you guys want to chat a little marketing? Yeah, for sure. So this is, this is fun. This is like my wheelhouse. So we got to get nerdy and technical with this. So, um, as far as your website, how is that working for you? As far as bringing people through, are you running paid ads for somebody who doesn't know anything? Like I don't have a website. I want to get a website or I have a website, but it's not generating leads. I'm just thinking about like, what's your system that's working for you to get the traffic Um, coming in? So I'm not sponsored or anything, but I use Townsquare Media. Um, They're a little company. Um, They built my website. um, And then as well as every month, they give me a report how it's doing, where all my clicks are coming from, how many clicks to call I'm getting. And then um, me and uh, my rep, her name is Sally. We talk um, once a month and I'll kind of tell her like, hey, the season's changing. This is one I want to start promoting. Um, like if you click on my website right now, automatically it's going to pop up. It's going to say, Hey, check out our sod installation. And then that's what I'm really trying to push. Cause that's one of my higher profit. Um, and then once, you know, Christmas comes up, then we're going to start doing Christmas lights and stuff like that. And then, um, you know, leads are like, man, it's almost like, you know, a food item. It's, it's got an expiration date. You got to get on that lead quick, right? You know, you got to get as far as a sales standpoint, you have to get that money while that customer has the money in their hand before they spend it some on something else. No, oh, I'm just going to buy a TV instead or whatever, you know, cause we, this is a, a luxury thing that we're giving people. Not everybody's going to spend two, four, 10, 15, $20,000 in landscaping. You could just have a nice cut lawn and be okay with it. Absolutely. Absolutely. I think that makes so much sense. And I actually pulled up your website while you were talking too, and I see exactly what you're talking about. That little, pop up, check out our sod installation service today. And it's just very clean and simple, you know, right there, right up front. And what do you think about that as far as any friction or anything you're trying to work on in the process of getting people where they've maybe never heard of you to, you know, like you said, you're answering these leads. Is there any friction that you guys are trying to improve and and remove so that it's smoother and easier for people to come in? Um, just by putting it out there, um, I know like when I'm personally in Facebook groups, if someone asks, like, I'll just throw my website out there. Oh, we're looking for a company. I'll throw that. And, um, it's kind of like what everyone says, you know, the website, yeah, it does help give me leads, but also helps, um, provide that credibility when I'm coming and I'm like twice as much as the next guy and they, Hey, he's got a website, his employees got, you know, uniforms on, you know, that adds to that credibility of why you can charge that amount. Um, and that's, I'm becoming more of a marketing savant now because that's my job. You know, I'm yeah. not, I'm no longer trying to learn how do I do a landscaping enhancement? You know, like when me and Saad talk, me and Saad, mm-hmm. me and Paul talked about Saad. Um, it was about how do I do it? What's the correct industry practices, stuff like that. And now I'm trying to learn how do I be a business owner? 
how do I keep feeding this baby? How do I keep my guys um, paid? You know, how do I keep this money rolling in? That's what I have to start learning now. How do I teach my guys how to do it? Cool. So it's just like that next level of the business. Right. Are you growing fast enough or do you need more leads or how's all that? How, how's all that working? Um, I definitely think I need more leads. Um, unfortunately we had a, one of my guys, he had an accident at home, uh, probably like two months ago and he broke his hand and he was my foreman. Oh, wow. So I was kind of using him as much as I could just to like drive stuff like that. So I didn't want to take on too many jobs at the time. Um, and then I had my, my full week's course, um, for sprinkler irrigation, um, so that kind of took a little damper, which I had talked to Megan about it. I was like, Hey, you know, sales are going to go down a little bit. Um, I'm taking the time to reinvest in my business. So, you know, you got to slow down to speed up. So just instead of growing up in sales, I figured my company is going to grow wider now. So now we can start offering, you know, those irrigation repairs, you know, at 75 to a hundred dollars a man hour minimum. Um, full sprinkler installs on top of the sod install stuff like that. Cause down here in Texas, we don't get any rain in the summer and sprinkler irrigations is, you know, there's a lot of money in there. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's, that's really interesting. So you're constantly talking to your marketing team that you said town square media. I'm actually familiar with that company. Yeah. And so you're, you're talking with them monthly and you're saying, Hey, we want to focus on this, this month. We want to change our direction. How much response or effect are you getting in that regard? Um, I really love it. Um, cause they'll give me phone calls too. Sally will call me. It's like, Hey, we're working on this. I need this done. Um, and she'll keep me on it. So like just building those teams to help me as a, you know, one man show, so to say, keep me, keep the ball rolling on stuff. Like I'm not a mark. I don't have a marketing degree. I'm not mm. the best marketer out there, but building those teams to help get those parts of the business rolling. It's just, that's what you have to do if you're going to take it to the next level. That's awesome. What do you guys have um, marketing wise? Is it just the website piece with them? Facebook groups, your active or Facebook people. Yeah. I'm looking for a landscaper. What, what are you doing and, and what, what else is working for you? So as of right now, we have the website. Um, I just hired on a friend as a subcontractor. So she's taking care of my Instagram and Facebook posts. Wow. So we're doing that. I told her I wanted to get at least three posts a week um, just to get that more credibility. Kind of like Gary V says, you have to provide all that social proof, stuff like that. Um, Cause I've read a couple of his books um, as well as we'll do some guerrilla marketing, you know, yard signs and stuff like that, um, which I got from the Spencers. That was his big marketing thing. And that works really good for me. Yeah. Um, and then actually I signed on with one of Brian's lawn maintenance partners, which is postcard mania. So I actually just got the alert today that my mailing list is ready. So starting by Wednesday, I would say they should have them shipped out. They're going to be shipping out 5,000 postcards a month. Awesome. Awesome. And that mailing list are these, who are these people that these are, uh, I told them which zip codes I wanted to focus on and they found like the single home dwellings. I mean, single family dwellings and they're going to start mailing those out as well as with their, um, everywhere business package. So it's going to also send my ads and stuff like that to people who click my, um, website. It's going to follow the cookies and start following them on Facebook, Google, YouTube. Oh, that's awesome. And that's, that's correctly connected to the postcard mania. And we're talking cookies here. We're not talking about chocolate chip. We're talking about web-based cookies. So all that means when you, when you hear the word cookies, just think tracking 
you're going to get followed. So it's the same experience probably everyone's experienced listening when you're on um, the website for a social for an for an e-commerce store like a clothing store, and then you jump onto Facebook and you get an ad on the side for the same item you were just looking for. That's because of cookies. Yeah. So you could say you got your hand caught in the cookie jar. Yeah. And they're tracking you. So people know marketers know behind the scenes and they're following you. It's kind of don't don't be afraid about it. But um, Anyway, that's what we're talking about. So these cookies, is this so they're going to come in through the mail yep. link and then that's going to track and, and you're going to know how that's the path they came to your website, right? So you can validate that marketing campaign? Yeah, that way. And then also um, Postcard Mania provided a separate phone number awesome. that is, gonna get, is linked to my cell phone. So yeah. that way we can actually track and see you know, what the diagnostics are, how it's looking. That's cool. So are you guys, so that's a really cool idea too, is separate phone numbers for different marketing avenues. It's an interesting idea in business. I've heard different businesses take different approaches where there are different um, toll-free numbers that basically forward into your primary office phone. So it doesn't change the experience for someone working in the office. It doesn't change really much for your business. No one's really going to memorize your phone number anyway. So if they see your phone number on a billboard or on a website, they're not going to memorize it. So I don't think you're really losing anything there, but if they save it in their phone from your website or from, and you have a different phone number on your website, different phone number on a billboard, different phone number on a postcard, they call through the different paths. You can track that through a phone tracking system. And that's what we're talking about here for marketing purposes. And you can measure, I got 10 phone calls through my phone number on my website, 10 through my postcard option and, you know, five through social media. I've got a different phone number for Facebook. It's a really interesting idea. I wonder, Roger, if you guys have even stepped into anything like that yet, or if it's just a postcard mania thing for your business right now. No, this is the first time ever trying something like that, but it makes sense on both ends because it makes sense for postcard mania. That way they can show how much, you know, value they're actually providing as well as it makes sense for me. That way I can see how much I'm getting out of this investment. Right. Exactly. And that's, and that's really where the value is. And I think it might be confusing. Like, why do I need to know where it can't, all I need is the phone call, right? Yeah. But what, what Roger just said is what it's all about. It's about the tracking. I need to know it's the data, it's the reporting. And that's so valuable because then you're getting educated decisions moving forward as a business owner that you wouldn't be able to make. You got to have that ROI. Yes. Measuring. Yeah. yeah. Because I know there's times where, and I've tried to get better at it is I'll actually ask my customers like, Hey, how did you hear about us? You know, was it Facebook? Was it this or that? Awesome. Of course, word of mouth is really good. Um, like I've locked down like just in the last 48 hours, like two jobs off the same street. Wow. And so just the branding and having the placards on all the trailers, having on the truck, stuff like that, wow. you know, just helps with that marketing it's there's not never gonna be just one thing like oh yeah this is what made my business you know it's everything because you have to have so many touches and uh the reason i really went with the postcards was because in today's market you know social media is almost diluted you know because i've noticed i've done it too is like you just start scrolling and you're scrolling and you're scrolling and you're scrolling and then you don't actually digest any of the information you're taking in but a postcard or a a yard sign, you know, you actually have to see a yard sign be like, Oh yeah, I do need that service. Or yeah. cause I know I've done, I'm like, Oh, I need to get my stuff pressure washed, stuff yeah. like that. And then with a postcard, you know, you're going to have to physically look at it and throw it away if you don't need it. Yes. 
It makes me think of the analogy of music these days where pop music or rock music, a lot of it might sound similar, but you go back to classic rock, yeah. kind of like your postcards are like the classic rock. It's like, it's an oldie, but a goodie. Yeah. And it just, it's just different, but it, it hits right sometimes. Yeah. Or like country, how it gets remade. And then like Chris Stapleton's song, Tennessee Whiskey is a remake of an old fifties song. Oh, really? And it's, it was already so like, you know, just when you get that remake, it comes back. Everything's cyclical. So for sure. Yeah, man, that's cool. And thinking about route density too, and, and trying to get, you know, like you got the new account on the same street. What are your strategies for that to kind of have that just, you know, get the neighbors involved and, and interested in your services? Um, one thing I know I do is if anyone at any moment, when we're on a job wants to come talk about a project, I drop whatever I'm doing and I go talk to them. Wow. doesn't matter how behind we are. I drop whatever I'm doing. If they want an estimate, they want to talk to me. I drop what I'm doing. I go and talk to them because you got to hit while they aren't taught. And um, while they have it in their mind, it's so easy to just close a job versus, oh, let me come back next week. And then they may have already found somebody. They may not want that, you know, because that, that allure of buying something may have gone away. Right. You know, you got to do it while it's in their mind. Awesome. And then you've got your branding, like you said, you know, your, your truck, everything's just outfitted. Your guys are looking great, looking sharp. Yep. Is there anything else that you guys try to do when, when you have, um, you're on a street, I'm just thinking about ideas. I don't know if anybody's thought of this, but if you do a job, maybe you're on the street and you just drop a couple, uh, business cards on five houses right around. And that's a policy. I don't know if any business does that, but yeah, I've done that before. Cool. Um, or like if we're ahead, you know, like, Hey, go throw a few business cards on these, you know, houses on this street or yeah. have them hit the street up. Um, gorilla mark. It was kind of hard, you know, last year because of COVID everyone, you know, I've wanted to be very, um, empathetic and not tone deaf in my marketing strategies. So I wow. didn't want to go be handing out postcards or knocking on doors when everyone's supposed to be distancing and stuff like that. Gotcha, man. Well, that's sweet, Roger. It's amazing to think how much COVID's affected everything. And now in Texas, you guys are opened up, right? Like no one's wearing masks here. And No, we're 100% so. open. We've been open for quite a while. Cool. We got a really good governor. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. <laughs> well, that's great, man. So your business, it sounds like you guys have a lot of good things going. I know Paul said so many great things about you. Yeah, we've been rocking and rolling. And on, um, I'm probably going to start looking to get into like commercial installs because... A buddy of mine who has a bigger company, um, their company is called Way to Grow, and they were subcontracting me out for some installs out of Costco, which I think Paul saw on Instagram and stuff like that. And um, it just gave me more confidence, like, well, as long as I can get the bidding down, I'm already doing the work, you know, under someone else's name. So it just, with, with all the machines that I've gotten this year, like I got the Vermeer CTX 100, and then I got the Toro, the new Toro Mud Buggy. So with those two machines, you know, you can send three to four guys out on a job and they can knock out these huge commercial installs because these machines do so much work. You know, the machine is a whole crew on its own. Wow. Wow. So you've gotten to that point. So when you get that big equipment, then it kind of just, you don't have to have all the processes in such a, you know, you're just, everybody's just able to pretty much run it and you just got to bid it right. That's yeah. probably the main problem. Yeah. The main thing is I just got to get into the bidding, which wow. um, down here in Texas, uh, my stepdad, he's actually part of the Hispanic uh, Contractors Association in um, San Antonio. He's on the board. So I'm going to be joining that as well just to get some more, I guess, rubbing elbows, you know what I mean, to be getting in with these people. Because, you know, a lot of these deals get done, you know, 
by hanging out with these people like, oh, you need this job or yeah, you know, if you're already in their ear, it's just like with the, like I said, with the customer, you know, if I'm already there and I go do it and I go bid the job right then and there, I can probably get that job. Yeah. Same thing with these commercial contracts. If you're there in their face already and they don't have to waste any more time, you know, cause time's the real thing here. Right. And your price is there, then you'll get the job cause then they don't have to worry about it anymore. Right. Yeah, I totally agree. And I think that's the best kind of marketing, to be honest, just jumping back to that topic is face to face building relationships. That's really all it is. And my personal opinion is if we're missing that, then we should really reconsider what we're doing as everyone's a marketer. You know, we're always trying to present an idea or trying to persuade someone. I, I don't remember what books I've read that have talked about that. I haven't read many books, but I've heard different people say that before. Everyone's a marketer. And, yeah. um, really we are, you know, we're trying to persuade and communicate ideas and that's really what marketing is. So how valuable is it when you can be next to someone who's a decision maker, rub elbows, share a smile, build a relationship, and then business will naturally flow rather than just trying to blast people on yeah. paid ads. Not yeah. that paid ads are necessarily bad, but it's, I've seen, you know, some, yeah, I mean, I've used some paid ads, but I mean, it's not the greatest return, but it helps to, you know, keep the train rolling Mm -hmm. in a sense. But um, also when you're selling on selling people, you know, you really have to make them feel good. Yeah. Like, cause that's, it's kind of like when you're selling a car, you know, you want to make them feel good. You want to make them feel good when they're buying this thing. Cause it's kind of a, it's really psychological. You know what I mean? Yeah. As a marketer. So it's like, you really have to get into that brain of the person and be like, you want to make them feel good. So then they're kind of almost hooked on you and they want to keep coming back so they can keep feeling good and keep buying from you. Cause they remember like, well, yeah, I remember when I bought this landscaping install and then it came out perfect and they were great to work with. And so one thing I've also tried to do is every time I go on a, a quote, I try and find something to compliment, you know, if they have a good patio, I'm like, Oh, this is an awesome patio or, Oh man, you have some great trees here. You know, it's something right. just to break that ice and make them feel good about their property. Yeah. You don't want to come over there and be like, oh, well, they did a terrible job on this. And then you're putting them in a bad mood. You got to put them in a good headspace to where they're wanting to buy. Right. Right. So you're, so you're not just focusing on the negative, but you're painting a picture maybe, or are you kind of yeah. looking, looking towards the future? This is what could be. And this, this is what's good. And this is where it can go. Yeah. Is that kind of what you're. Yeah. I read a this? book too. It was called, um, all marketers tell stories. Oh, wow. And so it's just telling stories, making them feel good, you know, and then they're going to keep buying from you when they have that great experience. It's like when you buy a car, when you buy a car, if you go have a great experience, you'll buy car there, cars there forever. Yep. If you go and you have a bad experience, then you're never going to get one. So, so true. And I think also being a small business owner and dealing with some of these other companies now that I'm starting able to buy more stuff. Um, it just makes me realize how I want to treat other people because I'm like, man, I felt good. That was great customer service. Cause, um, I bought a, we added another truck to the fleet and it was from Chuck Nash in San Marcos. And he drove down there, had me sign the contract, everything drove back. I was still working and I'm like, Hey, like, I don't know if I'm able to pick up the truck. I'm still working. He's like, no, he's like, your job is to work. I'll handle the truck. He came, dropped it off in my house for me, left the keys with my parents for me. So like that kind of customer service, I was like, man, I'll buy a truck from you for the rest of my life. Wow. So that's the kind of customers you want, you know, like what Brian and Paul say, you know, you want raving fans, you want fans of your, of your work. So the same thing just transfers into the landscaping. That's awesome, man. Well, thank you, Roger, so much for being on the show. That's 
Lobo Landscapes. Yes, correct? sir. Lobo Landscapes. Let's see if we can get a good segue out of here to kick it to Mr. Producer. Let's see. Let's let's not go loco uh, as we go go. I don't know. Lobo <laughs> means wolf. I'm trying to think. I, I don't have a good pun. But uh, it's a, it a pleasure having you on the show, man, and talking with you. So yeah, I appreciate it, man. Thanks so much. Thank you. Bye. Mr. Producer said to tell you that the show continues after a word from our sponsor. Do you come home ready to relax after a hard day's work and find that your bookkeeping demands your time? Truth be told, you can't give it your full energy or focus. It just sits there most nights untouched, continually haunting you. It's costing you good decision-making and your peace of mind. Gulf Coast Bookkeeping provides a bookkeeping solution to landscapers that is guaranteed to give you back your time and your peace of mind. You can begin this partnership with us today by going to gulfcoastbk.com and scheduling a 15-minute call. Don't trick yourself into thinking you can handle it all. It won't be long before you're saying no. No to new clients or skipping dinner with your family and friends, all because your bookkeeping needs are unfinished. Let us take care of your green so you can take care of theirs. Schedule a 15-minute call today at gulfcoastbk.com. Hey friends, Paul here, and I want to share with you about our Roadmap to Success e-training. This e-training is designed specifically for those who are just getting started in the lawn care and landscaping business and want to know the foundations on how to start and grow your business. I share how to do marketing, select your service area, set your prices, billing, and much, much more. You can get started with the Roadmap to Success e-training at thegreenindustrypodcast.com. Again, that's thegreenindustrypodcast.com. All right. Well, thank you to Roger for taking a moment here to share his update on his lawn care business journey with us. Really appreciate him driving over from San Antonio, Texas to Waco. Two and a half hour journey for Roger. Uh, We have like a two hour flight from Dallas back to Atlanta, but uh, it is so cool to be here, guys, at Together in the Trades in Waco, Texas. I highly recommend uh, next year's event together in the trade is going to be in Nashville, Tennessee. That's going to be a lot of fun. And to come to these events throughout the year, I know we got the GIE Plus Expo coming up in October, Launchpreneur Academy Live in November. Hopefully Cooler Engines is going to run back their event in uh, February, Mississippi. Uh, then, you know, next year we'll be in Nashville for Together in the Trades. And there's various uh, events throughout the year. It's just great to get together and to, to really get refreshed and um hang out together in the community. So highly recommend these events. If you're wanting to save yourself 50% off at the GIE Plus Expo, don't forget to use the promo code Paul when you register. You can do so at greenindustrypodcast.com slash GIE. Also, thanks to today's show sponsor, Gulf Coast Bookkeeping. If you guys want a free 15-minute consultation with Megan to find out if Gulf Coast Bookkeeping is a good fit with your business, you can do so by clicking on the link in today's show notes. So we appreciate you guys listening to today's show. Uh, If you're listening in Apple Podcasts, they recently did an update. Uh, That's what I use and uh, all fancy schmancy now. So if you, I I think my phone automatically updates at like 2 a.m. on the update day. I don't know. But I'm liking the new Apple Podcast update. So hit that follow button if you're on the Spotify um, in the upper right-hand corner. Just uh, turn the notifications on. That way when a new episode drops, you want to make sure it gets downloaded to your phone and you get notified um, so it doesn't get just lost 
there in the the library, but it actually, you know, reminds you and you can uh, listen. We put out new episodes uh, Monday through Friday, bright and early, first thing in the morning. I know a lot of guys kind of make us their morning show and uh, tune in kind of as the morning routine, whether you're driving to the shop or or, uh, to you know, the first yard of the day and just kind of getting the episode in early and, and, and uh, finding that uh, nourishment and edification to your business. We definitely try to bring the value. So we appreciate you making us kind of your morning show. We, we definitely appreciate it. So, all right, guys, well, we will catch you on the next episode of the Green Industry Podcast. Thanks for listening. Hope you enjoy. This has been a Jameson Media and Mr. Producer production.